Welcome back to the Tape Store, everyone. This is Toby. And this is Jeff. We were made in the 80s and played in the 90s. Now, you probably were like, what the heck just happened? Usually Brooke comes in and says that this is Brooke. Usually Brooke finishes the played in the 90s part of our little tagline that we give at the beginning of every show. But Brooke is not with us tonight, at least I don't think. She may pop in. So here's the deal. I'll give you the 10-cent version. We have company this weekend. And uh, as you know, we talked about my best buddy, Jeff, is with us as we continue talking about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. This is The Phantom Menace Part 2 of the Tape Store Podcast. We had so much to say about this Star Wars film that we really couldn't do it all in one episode. We really wanted to be able to kind of break it apart into talking about the film itself and then talking about the actual kind of what it was like being a little older than a small child when these Star Wars films come out. So the thing is, though, we were trying to align schedules, and what essentially happened was Jeff was available Sunday night. We were available Sunday night. Then we had some last-minute stuff happen. We had some company this weekend. So Brooke is entertaining our company, and I am here with Jeff. So Brooke said she may pop in. We hope she does because, as me and Jeff both discussed before the recording of this episode, she really does bring something special. And, of course, I know that as the fact that she's the other part of the tape store management. So we're just really sorry. I guess I want to open up to say that it really isn't going to be the same without Brooke. But we still have a great, great show for you this week talking about Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace and what it was like being, as I said, older as opposed to, you know, people in our generation, you know, our age, me and Jeff's age and Brooke's age. You know, Brooke wasn't even born when the original trilogy came out, and me and Jeff were just wee babes. Right, dude? Yeah. So, before we even get going on talking about that time, we really want to kind of begin with our overall appraisal of the film itself that we talked about last week. So, I'll go ahead and start, and then Jeff, you can kind of, you know, talk a little bit about how you felt about the film. I'm just going to give a brief, like, strengths and weaknesses, and and give my overall appraisal of the film, and then we can go into uh, really the, the culture of being alive during the beginning of the prequels craze, or as I've been calling it, the second big Star Wars wave. So, episode one, strengths, the young Obi-Wan Kenobi, played by Ewan McGregor, he has been and probably always will be my favorite part of all of the Star Wars prequels, and again, I can't I can't express enough my excitement about what Disney Plus is going to do with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. When I found out that Ewan McGregor was coming back, I was just elated. And I love Ewan McGregor as just an actor in general, but he really carries that prequel. He's one of the things that carries the prequels. Let me say that. He's not the only thing. But he's one of the incredibly positive parts and strong parts of these films. And in episode one, I just loved his portrayal. Liam Neeson as Jedi Master Qui-Gon Jinn, and we, we couldn't say enough good stuff about Qui-Gon last week, but he brought this comforting presence, and we talked about him being paternal, and though he was a flawed Jedi, I just, whenever he was around, I felt like everything was going to be okay. Of course, the way they portrayed the Jedi, their, the fighting scenes were just phenomenal. Darth Maul as a villain was a powerful part of the film. I felt that he could have been more utilized in the future films, but we're just talking about the Phantom Menace, and as far as just the Phantom Menace by itself, Darth Maul really, just like Jeff said, dictated that fight scene with Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. Darth Maul, it was like he dictated the whole film, it seemed. So, really, Darth Maul, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Obi-Wan Kenobi, that duo, um, were, were really the strengths of this film, it was. I really liked Yoda, seeing Yoda again, seeing the Jedi Council. I, I liked that, the Jedi side of things, you know, as far as seeing how they worked with the Republic. It, I felt that that worked really well. And I also loved Ian McDiarmid's portrayal as Senator Palpatine. 
another very strong part of the prequels, I think, is Ian McDiarmid's portrayal because he's just a great actor. So, again, those are my strengths, weaknesses. Without getting too heavy-handed with them, Jar Jar Banks, of course. Uh, Jake Lloyd's portrayal of Anakin, I felt, was just not strong. Yeah, I just felt was rather weak. I felt like we needed more, and we talked about that. More anger, more angst there, right? I also want to say, I want to go back and mention another strength, uh, and that's the the soundtrack, of course, by John Williams, who really, everything he puts his hands to musically is like gold. But again, I think the main weaknesses was really that, was really Jar Jar and, and Jake Lloyd, I just felt he fell flat uh, as Anakin. His portrayal of Anakin just fell flat. I, maybe he had the ability, but I don't know if it was down to writing or what. But And of course, and uh, midi-chlorians <laughs> was also just a real, that just kind of took the wind out of my sails there. I know that seemed kind of jumbled there, but overall appraisal, I remember when I walked out of the theater, I really liked it. The more I watched it, however, I started to be critical. But overall, I appreciate this film. I thought it was a good start. And I think enough good things and great things happened to make it a really good turn-in for a chapter of the Star Wars saga. Um, Also want to just add, Natalie Portman, I thought she did well in her role as Padme. I thought she was really good. Really liked Queen Amidala as a character. Really thought she was good. Liked her strong, even not only as a female character, but a young female character. I think she was 14. And I thought that Natalie Portman had this maturity that she brought to the role. And I thought thought that was very, very um, effective. So overall, I was happy with it. Overall, I liked it. And the things that I find that are that that I would criticize about the film aren't enough for me just to, you know, just run it into the ground, which is what I know a lot of people do. I think, no, there's enough really great stuff in episode one that makes it a good movie and makes it where and it did feel like a Star Wars movie. I want to say that. Wanna make sure before I turn it over to you, Jeff, that all in all, what made me happy about episode one is it did feel like a Star Wars movie. So I rest my case. <laughs> So overall, Jeff, how did you feel about episode one? Um, well, for first of all, episode one of the of the prequels, it is my favorite. Um, Mine as well, yeah. And you know, you hit on a lot of the points that I would also hit on, just to kind of just to go a little further, maybe. Um, I would I would I would have loved to have seen the same movie directed by Steven Spielberg or Ron Howard. I, I, I because I. And, and with all due respect, I just don't think George Lucas is very good at directing people. I think he's a great storyteller. But, you know, the performance Jake Lloyd gave, you know, if you just, if you compare it to his performance in uh, Jingle All the Way, it's like night and day. He did such a much better job yeah, of being a kid. I, I agree. And that's why I said, I, I didn't want to say, Jake Lloyd, you notice, I, I did not say... Jake Lloyd's a sucky actor. Jake Lloyd's a right. bad actor. Uh, I, I right. don't believe that. I said it's not that I don't think that Jake Lloyd had the ability to turn in a good performance as Anakin, but as you said, it could have the, the issue could have been in some other could have been with something else. Yeah. And um of course Duel of the Fates, it is my favorite John Williams piece of music. Period. I mean oh, wow. I mean, so and and it, it you know, and the fact that it's it's in this movie, you know, it says something, even though it's considered probably one of the lesser popular uh, Star Wars movies. It, it still is my favorite piece of music John Williams ever did, and of course, my favorite Star Wars uh, piece of music. And of course, there's Liam Neeson who gave an amazing performance um, and gave us one of my favorite Star Wars characters ever. So this movie has a, has a lot of big like ups for me, and you know of course you know Jar Jar we can talk about all we, we could probably talk a whole podcast about Jar Jar <laughs> you know and, know and how I know and just how disappointing it is that he was in the movie <laughs> you know it but, really was it took it took away I think so much it it really was and I understand you know and I I, I got to quote Kevin Smith you know I love a lot of what Kevin Smith says when he's talking about movies the guy knows his stuff and I just think he. He has such a, a refreshing and a really genuine take on things, and he's got a lot of wisdom. And based on just hearing him talk about these things, not just about movies, I think just in general. And one of the things that he said when a person asked him, 
how would you have done the Star Wars prequels? It was some, I don't know if that was the verbatim question, but he said, to be honest with you, exactly what George Lucas did. He goes, look, that was his story. He said, and look, I know a lot of people didn't like Jar Jar and stuff. He goes, look, you know, we look in the, in the original trilogy, he mentioned the Ewoks, and I know you really like the Ewoks stuff, but he mentioned the Ewoks. He goes, people didn't like the Ewoks. He goes, we all had our cross to bear, you know? And, and, and I just think that there is some crosses to bear with, Episode one, Jar Jar was just such a heavy one. I I just think that he was so much worse than anything well, yeah, else I'm, that you could criticize. I mean, that with I, I wouldn't even compare him to Ewoks. I mean, Ewoks are like you know the, the whole point of the Ewoks are that yeah these cute little cuddly things, except that they're horrifically savage and will kill you. <laughs> you know, like if you true if yes. they need to, and and it just goes to show you like don't don't judge a book by its cover. With Jar Jar, certainly it's like. They just, hey, let's make a goofy character that the kids are going to love and, you know, sell a bunch of toys. And that's where they went wrong. And and I, I don't know if that calls them to, in, in making the movie, go, okay, we really need something the kids are going to go nuts over. Because it seemed bereft of that in the original trilogy. I mean, like, Empire was such a dark movie. Mm-hmm. And 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 yeah, I mean, I thought the, the, that if even if you look in in seventy seven Star Wars: A New Hope, I mean, three PO and and R two provide some comic relief. I mean, for me, the comic relief also was Han Solo. But mm-hmm. God, oh, yeah. Han Solo could be he could be comic relief one moment, but then he was like, you know, a real formidable threat the next. I mean, he had no issue. I mean, he was a he had no issue blowing away a stormtrooper. He was a he was not someone that you want storming your camp. You know, Han Solo is very very well versed in combat. He's he knows how to handle himself. Jar Jar was just a goofball. <laughs> well, yeah, and well, and just uh, and just to sum up, I guess uh, the other, of course, big thing I liked about Episode One was it had the, in my opinion, the best lightsaber fight of any Star Wars movie. Um, so you know yes. that, that that's a lot of that's a lot of wins you know that it gets. It's like we said last week. That still stands. That sacrosanct rule of doing everything we can to stay within the bounds of maybe certain things about these films is not what we would have wanted. But George Lucas did these films, and if you're a Star Wars fan, you need to appreciate the fact that the guy that birthed this story, this is what he wanted to do with it, and this is what we have to work with. But I agree with you. There's so there's so much to celebrate. There's plenty to celebrate. And that that leads me to another point, Jeff. It just seems like everybody just wants to criticize films even if they're good. And I think Solo was a good film, and everybody just went after that rat like rabidly. If that's even a word, you know, rabid, if it's an mm-hmm. adjective, you know, rabid fans going after it. But even outside of Star Wars, we see that. I get on YouTube and you see There'll be good films, and there's a there's a YouTube channel that says everything that went wrong with this movie. And I'm like, that was a great movie. I guess in the end, if you really want to go into a film and look at everything that you think's wrong with it, I mean, have fun. I'm not knocking that. I'm just saying that I'd rather just say, man, I really loved Obi-Wan Kenobi. I loved Qui-Gon Jinn. You know, I loved the music. I loved seeing Jedi fight with some style. And, you know, Luke was just swinging for glory. And these guys are, you know... These guys look like they were trained. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I mean, though, about just the environment just seems like it's so critical for films, even for good films. It just seems like everybody just wants to go after. I don't know if that's, if that's just social media or what. You know, we just, because of this age of social media and internet, we're hearing everybody's, right. you know, it well, opens us, it opens anyone us up. Anyone can get on and say whatever they want. And they, they weren't able to do that even when this movie came out. You know, the internet was out, but right. it wasn't like how it is today. I'm sure there were chat rooms and stuff and people were dogging it there, but there weren't these, you know, YouTube wasn't out with like a thousand different reviews and people dogging it and stuff. And Right. So, I mean, on the one hand, I guess the only silver lining, I guess you could say that is that it probably makes filmmakers and producers a lot more, you know, on their, on their A game when they, when, when they're out spending. I agree. A bunch of money. Maybe that is why the quality in superhero movies are steadily getting better. You know, I mean, yeah. We had a few, few oh, good ones with X Men and, and no Spider Man, but then how many how many turds <laughs> came out? You know, 
Um, yeah. You know, all the Fantastic Fours and the Daredevils and Electras and stuff. We're like, oh, what's going on? And I thought, I thought I the know. superhero movie, I mean, we're not going to get into that, but, you know. Right, of course, no. <laughs> but, but I think you're right. And, and I just want to say once again, you know, that YouTube channel, if, you know, if you're, if you're a listener and you know what I'm talking about, it's, it's the everything that went wrong with blank film. I'm not knocking what they're doing as much as I'm saying it just seems like because I've watched those and have laughed. Oh yeah, and they're they're done really well. They're edited really well. Like they know what they're doing, and I think they do a great job at it. But it makes me just wonder, like, why does every why does it seem so critical? In the words of Kevin Smith, again, I mean, George Lucas helped build my childhood. I mean, same here, and same with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to turn on the guy because he did a few things I didn't like in a movie. I think it's important to say, yeah, I didn't like that, but man, Obi Wan Kenobi, Qui Gon Jinn. It is what it is. He's like I said. He's not. He's not the best at working. I think directing people. I mean, even Natalie Portman, who is a masterful actor, I believe. Yeah, she's excellent. She, excellent. she has a bunch of lines in that movie that fall really flat. You know, <laughs> and and yeah. not just in that movie, but throughout the entire uh, prequel trilogy, she she yeah, has a lot not, of. I, yeah, I'm not even a screenwriter, about. and I feel like, I'm not even a screenwriter, and I feel like I could come up with something that might have sounded better you know <laughs> yeah i mean no what not yeah. even not even it's not even always about the dialogue the line i'm i'm thinking of is when I, I can't remember the the context but she says everything depends on it you know and it's kind of like the way she delivers it and the way she's looking at the camera are, are you on volume right now like like <laughs> i have a little bit of like <laughs> like you <Right>. know <laughs> anyway no i i know exactly what you're talking about it's when they're it's when they're figuring out how they're gonna storm yeah the, and the it's, clandestine it's just, i was mission. like what's what's wrong like was that the best take <laughs> i know you did like more than one take <laughs> wasn't there another one that you could like uh, edit in there <laughs> anyway we're, we're not gonna get into that though but. no but overall look overall i think it's safe to say you and i like this movie yes appreciate this movie mm-hmm. And have no issue calling that a Star Wars movie that we liked, and we walked out of that theater feeling great. Yeah, we like were. I we were, out we like, were pumped. Uh, I, I was. Oh gosh, I, I I was pumped at the same time depressed because I was like, oh my gosh, how long do we have to wait for episode two? So it did the job. It did the job, and it did it well. So let's move on to the next topic. Let's talk about getting hit by the second big Star Wars cultural tidal wave, right? Now, before we recorded, Jeff, one of the things that I told you I didn't remember is when Star Wars was actually announced, the prequels. I remember when around the time it started for me, based on some things, but there was never one moment where I'm like, oh my gosh, it's happening, you know? Yeah. But you remember it well, you said, so. Well, I I was, I had just, well, not just started, I was about a year and a half, maybe two years into my career in the theater industry. And um, I think I I was a manager at that point. Just become I had just become a manager. You know, I was that like eighteen year old skinny you know kid in a tie. You know, yeah, you, yeah, you guys had manager. to yeah. I would show you had to wear the blazers and the ties. Mm-hmm. You and, guys, uh, and and you, it, it was not at all like suitable to y'all's like style and like the way you acted. <laughs> right. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So well, and it was a good time to be working in a movie theater because we got. Uh, a little bit of insider knowledge, you know, about films that were coming out. So, and 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 a couple of our friends, like as you mentioned last time, worked there, and a lot of us are all Star Wars fans. And we were, we we heard whispers, like rumors, like, oh, George Lucas is actually going to do this, and we're like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it, kind of thing, you know, because they had been talking about that since I was a kid, you know, whether or not George Lucas is going to do this, you know episodes one two and three and and if there's any yeah and if there's anything george lucas is good at it's kind of like being silent on a matter like he's really like he doesn't say much he seems to be someone that's really good at playing things close to the chest i don't know the guy but i'm just assuming based on i'm I'm just assuming based on my experience of just we knew nothing we knew nothing about these films it's amazing really to me that it it went so long as big as these movies were and as much as right. Hollywood is chomping at the bit for for a movie that will make money, and Star Wars is guaranteed to make money. So why did it take so long? And it had to have been George. It had to have been just him just not wanting to do it or just not maybe just not ready to pull the trigger. Not ready to pull right. the trigger. But but I remember when it became real. 
the moment it became real, uh, I was working. And I don't remember if I if I opened it up or one of my friends opened it up. But we got in the, a horizontal banner. You know, you see them in the theaters, for those of you out there who don't. You know, the, the big, huge... They're not like posters, the they're banners. They're like these huge things you hang up in the in the lobby. And it was this little boy... I I don't think I knew him as Jake Lloyd at the time. I just I just saw a little boy. And he was casting a shadow of Vader against the wall, and I was like, "Wow, yeah. oh my God, it's happening! It's real!" <laughs> and, and and me and my friends we were all just freaking out. And then from then on, it was just it was just <laughs> you know not not only one of the best Star Wars posters, but I think probably my number one choice for best teaser poster ever was you know jake lloyd walking away look you know looks like he's on tatooine yeah and yeah again darth vader's shadow behind just so ominous and it was so so minimalist not very much to it but it said so much all we needed to see was the shape of you know vader's ominous you know intimidating figure you know behind this kid and we knew Mm -hmm. right and I remember you guys had a poster at Parkwood, and I begged for it. I know that I probably, and again, I just want to say backstory, everyone. Me and Jeff, or Jeff and I, however you want to say it, we have been best friends since 2002, but we were hanging out in the same group of friends, like, I'd say four years before that. Yeah, if not. And, you know, we'd come and go. Yeah, I think I actually kind of got on Jeff's nerves a little bit at first. <laughs> I was new to the group, and I just, no, you know, not to be, no, nah, well, <laughs> I, I don't know. I just know that at first I was probably just the annoying kid that just would have been anything very to excited. hang out he with He was very people. excited about Star Wars. I was. Like, <laughs> we were anytime, all so excited. Anytime you guys called me, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, so, these guys are so cool, I want to hang out with them. Well, I mean, you know, we're all grown-ups now, we can talk about those times, you mm-hmm. know, let's <laughs> be realistic, but... Uh, I, I'm sure there were times and they were like, oh my gosh, Toby, shut up. But I wanted, I begged and begged and begged uh, to to get a copy of the uh, episode one poster, the teaser that you guys had up. And one of our friends, who will remain nameless because we just want to respect the privacy of our friends who you know don't know if we're talking about them on the podcast, but uh, he did give the poster to my mom to give to me for Christmas and I still have it. So I couldn't believe it. And when mom told me where it was from, I was like, they actually gave it to me. And that was when I first started hanging out with you guys. And after a few years and it was really seeing Lord of the Rings, I just, again, not to jump away, but seeing Lord of the Rings, which is still, I look at, you know, fellowship two towers and return of the King as, as one film is, one of my all-time, if not my all-time favorite movie. It was through those films that me and Jeff really started connecting within our group of friends, and suddenly it was like it went from our group of friends to like me and Jeff were slowly in our own orbit, <laughs> and that's how we became best buddies. So, But but I just wanted to, to give that backstory because at the time when I was coming to the theater, th- there was, I mean, I don't know how many of us was in the, was in the group, Jeff. It was me, you, and... I'd say what those maybe almost ten of us, probably something like that. Ma- you know, t- ten to twelve. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to leave anybody kinda, out. Kind of, kind of folks that came and came and went, sort of thing, a little bit. Yeah, but there, yeah, th- yeah. There was a core group, and then you had like some some folks that came and went. But I would go up there and see you guys whenever I could. I worked at Kmart, and I'm going to talk later about why it was good to work at Kmart during this time. <laughs> when we get into the toys and the merchandising, but for the for the films and stuff. You know, I knew nothing, you know, as far as having insider knowledge of, of when it was coming out. But I wanted that poster so bad. And, you know, you guys obliged me. I appreciate that. But, yeah, so me and Jeff, we were, we were, um, we were friends, but not, like, best friends. We hung around each other for a while, though. And when I saw that poster, that's the first thing I remember that really pumped me up. And, of course, the next thing I remember is the trailer. And we talked about that last week, but... Again, just the trailer, seeing this this uh, menacing villain, uh, this new villain. We didn't know who he was. He had these spikes on his head. He had this crazy face paint and a double-bladed lightsaber, right? Yeah. You know? Hmm. So it was just, it was insane. And then suddenly, and it, it was like like you said, Jeff, it was like once that banner came out, it was almost like the floodwaters just busted through. It was everywhere. Yep. You know, we got a trailer. We got... 
um, you know, TV spots. We got the merchandising, you know. Let's talk about the merchandising that, you know, that, you know, always kind of comes out before film. You know, the merchandising always kind of heralds the film. And I remember, I just want to talk about a couple of things I remember. Uh, there, Star Wars was already coming out since, I'd say, the mid-90s. Uh, Star Wars had did a re-release of figures, uh, The Power of the Force. And they were already well into releasing Star Wars action figures and toys and things like that. And they did a couple of sneak preview action figures. I remember Stap and Battle Droid was one. You know, the Battle Droid rides on a, it's called a Stap or S-T-A-P in all capital letters. But I remember that it's like one. these. That was like yeah, everywhere. Like these, that was like, yeah. <laughs> remember, that was like well, the one we saw and we were like, we kept checking in. Like. Right. And I remember one of our buddies, and we're going to talk about this guy a lot because he was huge into Star Wars with us. But I remember he got his hands on one first, and then not long after that, I got my hands on one. And then the next one was a Mace Windu figure. Now, Mace Windu was the Jedi portrayed by Samuel L. Jackson. And he was a mail-away figure, and I remember I got him as well. I had a massive Star Wars collection, guys. So, you know, I, I've, I don't think I've ever even talked about it on the show, Jeff, but... Uh, I used to, uh, back in the late 90s, early 2000s for a few years, kept had a massive Star Wars collection. Kept all my toys in the in the box. Jeff, wh- what was the extent of your Star Wars collection? Mine was huge. Okay, well... It was huge. Unfortunately... I had stuff in boxes. <laughs> I had stuff in boxes I never even took out. But We had so many Star Wars toys when I was a kid. When I was like four or five. We, we, uh, I grew up in Cumberland, Maryland, and... My dad worked in a worked at in a mall. He was a manager in a store at a mall, and they had a KB Toys. And just about every night, he'd bring me and my brother home a Star Wars toy. I mean, it was literally every night. It was like Christmas every day, and it was great because he loved. And my dad was a big sci-fi, and he loved Star Wars, you know. And so when we moved to Georgia, I, I'll never forget. My dad wrote on the box, "Big Star Wars toys." And Star War. Did it say Star War? I think it did. <laughs> Star War. <laughs> no, I don't know. Star Wars, maybe. Um, and not not just my Star Wars toys. All my toys were in there. But he wrote Star Wars toys on there. And uh, mysteriously, that was the only box that did not make it to Georgia. And that's the only one he labeled, to my knowledge. Yeah, gosh. I, you and uh, we were devastated. The only thing tragic. I had, the only thing I'm going to talk about this, was my Rancor monster, and that's because I brought it with me on the car trip. It, that was my teddy bear. I went everywhere with that Rancor monster. And it was filled with God knows how many toys and weapons and guns and things, because I would just shove it in its mouth. It would just eat it, everything. <laughs> And it, just, it rattled. It was like, you know, everything. Because you still had something, you couldn't get it out. Right, right you can't I had get a it wa- out. Yeah, I so, had the I had the wampa. Remember the wampas? Uh, I had a wampa. There, I, there yeah, and it had a little slit in it, and you could stick a yeah. stick a person in, in it. Mm-hmm. I don't, no, I don't think you could stick a person in the wampa. The wampa, the snow creature, it was about maybe ten. Not inches wampa. Tall. I'm thinking of a uh, tom tom. I'm sorry. No, yeah. I never had no. a wampa. I never did. I don't think yeah, we did. Maybe, I, had, maybe we did. I had a wampa for episode one. This is when it was good to work at Kmart. I worked at Kmart, and I knew that while I was always going to be a few steps behind Jeff and the gang with all the the movie buzz, I knew that if I worked at Kmart, I was going to be able to find out about what toys were coming in. Now, I was a cashier, which means I rang customers up, and I pushed buggies. That's kind of what they got all of us young guys to do when, when we were, um, if we were a cashier. You kind of doubled as a parking lot attendant, slash a cashier, ring people up, and then if we were low on, on shopping carts, I'd have to go out there and push them in. But I know, and again, I'm like 18, you know, and I know I'm skimping on my job because I am going back in the stock room, which I have no business in, no business going into the stock room. They're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> I'm looking to see when these toys are coming in. Right. And there were a few times when I was really able to to strike gold, so to speak. I remember we got in uh, a few cases of different kinds of figures, and I was able to just... I, I, what I would do is I would just take one of each and i put them on layaway. Because, you know, Kmart, Kmart had a layaway. I don't know if they do layaway anymore at these stores. But layaway, the way it worked is, whatever you bought, you had to pay a percentage down, at least 10% was what Kmart and Walmart was when we were doing, you know, when me and Jeff were running around in the late 90s during this time. But I remember, I, if anything new 
Star Wars toy-wise came out at Kmart, I would get as much as I could, put it on layaway, and then pay on it for the next month and then get it out. And having the jump on that was 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 fun. I will say this, though. Kmart didn't get all the good stuff. If you really wanted to go and see where all the good stuff went, obviously you were going to go to Walmart. Or like Toys R Us. Which kind of leads it... Huh? Or yeah. Toys R Us, right. <clears throat> and different sto- and different stores had exclusives, right? FAO uh, Schwartz what? had a few. Yeah, I mean, that was... You, you had to be in either New York, uh, Atlanta, or, you know... FAO Schwartz is one of those... And that's a, that's the big toy store in, like, the movie Big that he goes into and plays, like, the... Right. You know. KB had a exclusive 12-inch Boba Fett. Now, the Boba Fett... I'm talking about the Boba Fett that, that we know in the Mandalorian armor. What I'm saying, though, is not only did the Episode One merchandise just blow up in stores, all the other... Star Wars movies, you know, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, Empire Strikes Back. The stuff from them w- was was also coming out in droves. It just anything Star Wars was just flooding, you know, the stores. And, you know, each store had exclusive. I remember I got an exclusive uh, Hoth Leia from one store, an exclusive, like I said, the Boba Fett from KB. F.A.O. Schwartz had stuff. Toys R Us had exclusives. And that was always fun to go on the hunt for the exclusives that you could only get from one store, you know. Well, uh, that leads to, you know, that leads to kind of our our one of our stories that we wanted to talk about in this in this episode, and that's when we went to Walmart. Yeah. You know, it was me, it was Jeff, it was the gang. You know, we all hit Walmart because we knew someone that worked there that gave us like the inside knowledge. They said, "Hey, we're looking at pallets of boxes that says Star Wars Episode One." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think it was like I got off work because I, I closed at 10. You guys closed much later being a movie theater. Mm-hmm. So I get off at 10 from Kmart, just gotten paid, I'm sure, you know, because I remember having money that night and I'm sure it was a fresh paycheck and it was about to get destroyed. <laughs> so I hop in the car, I drive up to the theater. We're all, you know, just like chomping at the bit to get to Walmart. So we get our, our squad together, our little sortie. And we head on over to Walmart, and it's like midnight, like 1230 to 1 o'clock, something like that. And we come in, and we just, you know, the pallets were out. Remember, dude? And they were boxes, and we just start ripping them open, like... We just start ripping them open. I don't even think we were supposed to be doing yeah, that. Yeah, the, the, I mean, the stock guy was like, what in the, the heck there was is too going many of on it. here? Yeah, there was too many of us. There was a full-scale mutiny. <laughs> it was just like, out of the way, like, push them, like, poor old man. Like, yeah. Down, like, <sighs> we had carts. I, I don't think I'd ever gotten a shopping cart for, for a shopping trip, ever, like, before, b- b- you know, before this time, you know, because I was, I was a kid. So I'm thinking, I have maybe $200 for the next two weeks. I have to pay car insurance, and also just have some spending money for the next two weeks. All those things went out the door when I walked into Walmart and when (laughs) I saw those boxes and then when I saw what was in the boxes. You know, I threw an Obi-Wan Kenobi in the cart, Qui-Gon, anybody that had a lightsaber. Yoda, of course Darth Maul, you know, uh, Kiati Mundi, which was one of the Jedi Council guys. Yep, I got Kiati Mundi and a Plukoon, I think. Yeah, yeah, and then... Uh, Senator Palpatine. I bought Senator Palpatine just because he's going to be the emperor. I got to have him. Little Anakin. I think I spent probably like a hundred dollars, like almost half my paycheck. When you have when when you have a paycheck of two hundred dollars and you spend like at least half of it on Star Wars, I mean that was nuts. Now the other friend of ours, <laughs> he kind of went nuts. I mean he was. He was he had been collecting so much longer than us. And he'd have been saving up, I think. He spent four hundred and something dollars because when we were done and all of us now all of us took a hit. All of our wallets took a hit. But he his took a major hit. I mean, he just I think he got like one of everything. And I remember we went back to his house that night and just he laid everything out. We took and I took a picture of him holding the receipt in front of it. You know, we mm-hmm. were so like I mean, we just, again, like you said, we were just pumped, man. And I'm pretty sure I starved for the next two weeks, you know, or just like, and barely had enough gas money, but I just was like, it's cool. Back home, I got all my episode one toys, you know? 
Yeah, I think I remember I was going through like a bunch of family drama at the time, and oh god. But um, <laughs> and I think that was like the only thing that was like, you know, I had at that moment. <laughs> I was like, oh, at least I got these these guys. And I put them up on my shelf. I didn't care. I just opened them up, and you know. I yeah, didn't... it was it was fun. It was just, and again, when you're older, and that's the whole point of talking about this is like, it just. I remember that night so vividly when we all got together and went down to Walmart and bought toys, bought those toys when the, and, and ripping the boxes open, just, just you know, the excitement. Yeah. Uh, and, and being true Star Wars fans, like, that's the kind of stuff we did, you know? <laughs> and, and really, just the, the overall hype of this movie, I, I don't know. The only thing I can compare the hype of this movie to is maybe Lord of the Rings. You know? I mean, not even, the not even like, the big Marvel tentpole movies or bringing in that much you know what i mean it, it, it was and it was yeah and again it was it was before you know we, we of course we had internet and stuff of course but again it was before the big big takeover of social media so we just were doing like you know we would go there some nights is star wars stuff in no star wars stuff in no star wars stuff in no and then finally hey it's in it's going to be out mm-hmm. at midnight tonight you know so we just and i miss that i do it seems like Everybody knows everything, and that's because of social media. It is what it is. I'm not going to go on a soapbox on that, but when we didn't have that, it was so much more fun to go on a journey to find what you were looking for, you know? Yeah, and it, and it was fun. What? It was fun having a friend, you know, who worked at Walmart, you know? Like, I, I click Marvel Legends now, and I I can't even... I, I asked a guy one time, and I was like, hey, uh, you know, what's going on? And I was, like, trying to like, get to know him a little bit, you know, so I can, like, maybe develop a, a rapport with him in case, you know, like, something I really want comes out, you know, but it, right. it's, it's so hard now. It's like, you, you know, back then it was it seemed so much easier. To... It did, yeah. I don't know. Now, so let's go into the finale of tonight's episode, Jeff. Let's talk about May 19th, 1999, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace opening night. I want to talk about getting the tickets. Yeah. I want to talk about getting the tickets. I don't remember what day it was, how long it was before May 19th, opening night, that we got the tickets. Well, I'll tell you what what I was doing that day. The the, the same buddy we we had just talked about um, buying all the the Star Wars. He and I had, we we were both managers, and we had a, a conference we had to attend in Atlanta. And of course it was that day. Of course it was. <laughs> and we were like, dang it, you know? <laughs> so we had to go to this thing. You know, again, we're not sure what day it is, but it's whatever day the tickets went on sale yeah. before opening night. So yeah. and I don't you even, guys had a conference. Right. We had a conference we had to go to. It, it, it was like a big district manager meeting or, or some training thing. I don't know. But we're, we're freaking out because we know the tickets are going on sale. We don't know what time they're going on sale. And I think, and and I, I don't think I had a cell phone. I think maybe he did. I think maybe he was calling you and trying to coordinate with you. And we're like, we're on our way. We're coming from Atlanta. We're going to meet at the AMC 24. And I remember just coming the AMC, over the by horizon. The way, you know, we were yeah. driving and I just see this line wrapped oh, around this massive building. You know, everyone knows what how big an AMC 24 is. Yeah. And this thing AMC was... and a- AMC. This is in Jonesboro. This is in Mar- Jonesboro, Morrow. Mm-hmm. You know, right below Atlanta area. Yeah. Go ahead. So you know, we're like, oh my god, we were freaking out. We were freaking. I mean, and, and this is before I think movie phone was out. You remember the, the movie phone that guy? But <laughs> yeah. it was before Fandango, and Fandango really is what revolutionized and and you know pioneered the whole buy your tickets on your cell phone and stuff like that and they mobile ticketing oh yeah that, that was way before the, that no. <laughs> right this is back when texts were like 25 cent a piece yeah. this, is, this is like i mean you couldn't get internet on your phone this is back when it was right. just like it like it, it like a calculator screen right it, i mean you had a cell phone but it was like it, it was like those like indestructible nokia's like that's what everybody had no but um so, so we, we somehow we find you. I, I, I don't know how. I, I don't know if you've waited for us or if you're already yeah. in line. I can't remember. No, you guys got there. You guys got there first. That was the, you know, you guys' perspective. Now, here's mine. I had to work that night. So, you guys had a conference that day. I had to work that night, which means had I been a good Kmart employee and went to work, <laughs> there would have been no story for tonight <laughs> to tell you about the tickets. 
But there is a story, which means I did not go to work. I got a call from from you guys. And I was like, hey, what's going on? And you're like, we're going there right now. Like, it's happening. So I call Kmart. I don't even think I made an effort or an attempt to sound sick. I think I just called and was like, I don't even know if I said I was sick. I just, <laughs> I just think I got out that I'm not coming in tonight. <laughs> I'm driving up to the theater in my old clunky 87 Toyota Corolla. And same kind of experience that you got when I pulled up. Insanity. It was like a normal drive. And then it's like as soon as like I took that road next to the theater that snakes through those trees, and then suddenly, boom, there's the theater in the parking lot. Insanity. Yep. And I get out and immediately see you guys and just ran to y'all <laughs> and basically spent my entire, what would have been my shift at Kmart that night, in line to get episode one tickets. And I, it, it was one of the, but again, it was just, it was a blast. It was absolutely outrageously fun and, and an experience I, I, I would never want to forget, you know? I don't even think I planned on doing that that day. I knew I had a conference and my buddy was with me. He was like, hey, you know, like Star Wars tickets go on sale today. And I was like, oh my God, really? Like, I didn't know that. So the whole time we're trying to like wrap this thing up. And I think, and my buddy is like, we're, we're trying to figure out how many tickets we need to buy. And we're trying to figure out how much money we have between us, you know, because we just spent oh, no. like, I don't know how because much. Because we're broke. On, on like oh, yeah, we had to go out to dinner with these people at work and like spend like thirty dollars on a stupid meal, and we're like, God, you know how much money do you have? You know, like, and I'm like, I don't know, because I, 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 like I had to try to call and my bank and like figure out how much money he had, and we had right, and then you get there and we're like, okay, you get four tickets, I'm gonna get three tickets, you yeah, know, and, and, I think and, we all had to like, I think we had to buy tickets. I think all of us had to like divvy up tickets for everyone. Yeah, and we were trying to figure out okay who's coming and we just know there is someone in our group who's probably not going to come <laughs> because we didn't get them a ticket because we forgot about them or right because it's so hard when you're when, when you're there and i just remember him saying okay dude get like four tickets i'm like really four? Oh god okay <laughs> and then i don't even know who these are for i know one of them's mine <laughs> that's all i care about right no that's all and that was all guys like, all right how many am i getting this one's mine right and it was the same with me, as you said. I, I don't remember how I didn't know they went on sale. I just remember getting a call from you guys, and I just remember from the moment I got off the phone to when I called my work and either lied about being sick or told them that I was not coming in, to the drive up there, it was frantic. It was like the longest 35-minute drive of my life. Now, waiting in line was fun, and the reason why it was fun was because the entertainment did not stop. I mean, there was just, it was such an exciting environment that night. While we didn't see the crazy that we're going to talk about in a few minutes with the opening night, the actual night of the film, we saw a little taste of it, right, dude? Like, we, we definitely, there was not a dull moment even waiting in line. Mm hmm. You know, so what's the one thing you remember? This is one of my favorite stories, actually. What's the one thing you remember about when we were waiting in line? Well, you know, yeah, we're sitting there, and then all of a sudden, we can hear the faint, like, music of, like, what's it called? Is it called, like, the, um, the Empire? Is this the Empire theme? The, it's the Imperial March. The yeah, Imperial that's right, March. the Imperial March. The Darth Fa also called the Darth Vader theme. Okay, and then all of a sudden, and it gets it's getting louder and louder. And then we see this car, and we see this guy in this car, and it's like a it's it's like a like a Chrysler Fifth Avenue, you know, like like hoopty, <laughs> and it's like and he's just like sitting there, you know, like with his Darth Vader mask on, da, 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 da. and it was he's wearing regular clothes. Yeah, right? he's just wearing like, just he yeah, just has a, and we're and we're just it was great. It was, it was one of those, like, yeah, he, he was kind of, didn't you say he was kind of just looking, like, kind of like, he's, he was in the passenger seat, and he was just kind of turned towards the crowd yeah. like, as he drove by. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just, I don't know why, just one of the iconic moments of that night. 
Okay, so we got our tickets. The, the, the first part of our mission has been accomplished. We have tickets, which is pretty amazing. Like, because it was insane. It was insane. This, 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 I mean, it sold out, right? I mean, it sold out. Yeah. Didn't it? Oh, I mean, our auditorium was completely packed. I mean, we got tickets. That was huge. But there's still, there's still more of the journey to go, right? We got to get to opening night. So let's talk about that lead up. We got our tickets. Then what? Well, our buddy, the same guy, <laughs> he's like, hey, man, I'm dressing up like Darth Maul. And I was like, uh, okay. It's like, seriously, dude. My grandmother made me this, like, I mean, she made him this beautiful, I mean, Darth Maul black costume. I mean, I, I was like, okay, uh, cool. Yeah, and, it, and, it was, and he's it, a very good artist. And he made himself. It was amazing. He made himself this, like, just the hilt of his lightsaber, the double-sided. Now, he didn't put blades on it. He didn't put the light blades on it. But No, he just had the hilt. And it was, he made it out of PVC plumbing mm-hmm. parts. He had went to Home Depot yep. and had gotten, like, pipe fittings and PVC and painted it. It was amazing. Yeah. The hilt and, looked amazing. Yeah, and then he sculpted he sculpted the horns out of Sculpty or clay, some kind of clay and painted them, and they looked like horns. And then he was going to paint the mat, you know, the, the face paint on himself. And, we, and he shaved his head cue ball so i'm like okay this is your plan okay i said well i i think i'll maybe i'll, I'll be a jedi maybe i'll be a qui-gon i don't know whoever this guy is <laughs> you know so right. I, we I, st- I, yeah yeah we still don't know much about you know what what's you know the, the real details of these characters you know right so i'm looking at them i mean like before that you know we and and they you know the jedi just the normal you know run-of-the-mill jedi has this sort of khaki colored you know outfit with a, a brown robe like a tunic like a tunic yeah basically. some kind yeah. of tunic so i'm thinking what 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 do i have access to that looks like that and i went to my old karate instructor and i said hey do you have an old like gi like laying around and he said let me check and he goes in the back and he, and he pulls out this thing he said, i got this this guy he paid me for a whole month came never came back and i was like cool thank you so i got a i, I was like and, and a karate gi ended up looking perfect for what I needed, right? You know, I just I just took a brown belt, turned it around so you couldn't see the buckle. My mom, like, just I was like, "Hey, mom, is there any way you can like make me a brown like robe with a hood?" She's like, "Yeah." Busted that thing out in like an hour. I was like, "Holy yeah, crap, man!" And um, it was great. It was it was perfect. It was perfect. It um it it wasn't it it didn't have the the I, I had to hide some of the seams on the inside of it, but I mean, other than that, it, it was perfect and. Uh, yeah, we, we, and now we're khakis. And then we had, uh, our butt, and then we had our buddy's brother. Mm-hmm. So, Dar- so we'll call him Darth Maul, our buddy, you know, Darth yep, Maul. Darth Maul, and then yeah, you, Darth you're Maul. Qui-Gon. Darth Maul's brother dressed up like Obi-Wan. Yep. And he had, a and he did pretty good. He did, you know, I, I told him what I did and his, I think his, his, his grandmother made him something that worked very well for his, for his tunic thing. I said, just some khakis. And we didn't have any boots. That was the only thing we didn't have. Like, but our, our other buddy, right. Darth Maul, he he somehow got some some really nice black boots. I mean, he he well, looked and he he looked like Darth Maul. He looked more like Darth Maul than Darth Maul looked like Darth. Maul. No, it he <laughs> looked like not just looked like Darth Maul. He looked like Ray Park as Darth Maul. Like like you said, he looked like Darth Maul. You know, and and he had made a hilt for his brother that looked just like Obi Wan's hilt, which. You know, I, I I can picture in my head. I mean, I studied those lightsabers, you know, and just yeah. just their details because I, I love lightsabers. That's one of my favorite parts of Star Wars. And oh, he he had made Obi Wan's you know lightsaber in Episode One, and and he had that. Now he actually had a blade on his brother. Had a blade on his. It was a blue. It was like a blue. I don't know what spray painted it. I don't know what they used for the blade but they spray painted it and then i just had like the crappy you know ten dollar extending thing that you know five-year-olds play with <laughs> yeah all you I had could. a toy lightsaber it was green though it, it was, was green. green at least it was green so i think it was it was a luke i think it was a return of the jedi luke skywalker it, yeah um, i believe it was. lightsaber from from uh from jedi mm-hmm. i wore a star wars episode one shirt that I got from Media Play. You remember Media Play, right? I, I loved Media Play. God. Oh, I loved Media Play too. It's just thing about it was if most of what you got from Media Play was going to be really pricey. It was, but they had the hard to find DVDs. That, I'm know, pretty sure. Yeah, I'm pretty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I plunked down 
twenty to thirty bucks for the shirt. It just you know it, it looked really cool. It was uh it, it was like a bluish gray color and it had Star Wars on the front in red and on the back it said every saga has a beginning. Oh, and under Star Wars it said Episode One. So on the front it said Star Wars Episode One. On the back it said every saga has a beginning. Dot dot dot. So I loved that. I wore that and my baggy jeans. I got there with my camera. I took all kinds of pictures of you guys, you and our buddy and his brother. Got a picture with Darth Maul, you know, our buddy. Took pictures of them like in fighting stances. It was like a huge, big, major event for our group of friends, you know, and everybody pulls up and it was all guys. Remember, we, we just talked about that recently, how we couldn't believe like none of the girls went with us. It was all guys. Yep. I so badly wanted to ride with you guys. I wanted to ride with the guys that were dressed up like the characters. And of all the friends in the group that I really, you know, that I knew really well and was was comfortable with, it was you guys. Well, again, remember, guys, there's 10 or 12 of us going, you know. And, and again, our group of friends has, I'd say, a core group. But then there was always people that you would see every now and then we did there was always like your regular cast members and then there was your supporting cast members in, our fr- <laughs> in, the, in that group remember yeah i mean if i'm not yeah i wanted to ride with you guys of course that didn't happen <laughs> i end up in the car with another one of our um you know buddies which again nothing personal on him but he was really into techno and like the, I do not have like the rave, I, like the jungle music yeah, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not, I have nothing against that type of music. However, I do have something against it when we're 35 to 40 minutes from a movie theater <laughs> and he blasts it at max volume the entire drive. Well, he even had like a, if I recall, like a really good, like serious, he had a crappiest car ever. And then he had like the best stereo system money could buy. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked him. It wasn't. It, yeah, it wasn't he's a even good him. Guy. He's a good guy. I liked him. I liked him. And I have. And I don't. I'm not like a. I don't like that kind of music kind of person. I, I appreciate all forms of art and expression with music and and those things. But I have preferences. I don't listen to techno or that kind of music in in my in my time of listening to music. But I don't have an issue with it. But I have an issue with anybody that's going to blast it for 40 straight minutes and there's no talk. So there's no talking. There's like me and like another guy and him driving. And it was just like, and by the time I got out, my ears were ringing. It was ridiculous. <laughs> but just like with the tickets, we all get there. We pull up and it is insanity. Like, so you know how Jeff said that when he went over the horizon and saw all the people wrapped around the theater, we went over the horizon and saw all the people wrapped around the theater. The parking lot was filled. The courtyard was filled. And everywhere you looked and and peppered throughout the crowd were lightsabers. Toy lightsabers just lit up. Jeff, how many of those did we see? How many people? I mean, a good percentage yeah. just had toy lightsabers. That was before, yeah. I mean, now, you know, like, I mean, I haven't been working in a theater business for like four or five years. But when... The days when I before I left, you couldn't bring that stuff in anymore. Like people were dressed up, you know, for movies and stuff. Even wands, like Harry Potter wands, we we wouldn't even let in anymore. So it's, it, I mean, it was almost a dis. I thought it was gonna be a, a huge disruption. I thought we we're, we're gonna see light up lightsabers the whole time and when when the lights yeah. go down. But thankfully, everybody was respectful. I think, as far as I remember. And so yeah, so we get out of our cars, we all assemble into one group. And we walk like side by side in slow motion now. Mm-hmm. Um, but and, and we're not we're, all dressed up. No, we're not. All we're not all up. dressed. It, it's just our buddy as Darth Maul, his brother as Obi Wan, and Jeff as Qui Gon. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing my Media Play Episode One shirt. Every saga has a beginning. Got my baggy jeans that were too big for me, and everybody else is just wearing what they're wearing. <laughs> and we're walking towards the theater. And as we get closer heads start turning right <laughs> we, we do look the best i have to say <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's what i'm getting at we started <laughs> yeah. to realize that we're not the only ones who you know had some friends dress up mm-hmm. many people dressed up but every single i don't think i saw any legitimate star wars costumes 
outside of the people we were with, you guys, you and 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 Obi-Wan and Darth Maul that was with us, because everyone else that I saw had a toy lightsaber and a graduation gown. It looked like they went into their closet and just fished out like their high school graduation gown yeah. and just put it on. <laughs> and as we walked up, you could tell they were kind of like, they just were staring at us. Yeah. Because you guys looked great. And that's how, and, and remember at first you told me you were kind of nervous. You were like, oh God, what is, what's people going to think? You know? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I almost got cold feet. I was like, I'm, I'm not wearing this. <laughs> I'm like, you know, because I'm right. pretty sure I, I had like a, I had just a brown t shirt on to, because the Jedi's had a little brown undershirt. I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm taking this off. And then my buddy's like, no, dude, no, we're, we're doing this. And I was like, oh, okay. Because <laughs> like I had never dressed up, I I had, I had cosplayed before for like the Renaissance right. Fair and stuff like that. But when we walked in, when we walked in, do you remember them stopping me? Like, uh, like they were kind of like cutting up, like yeah, like they were kind of play lightsaber fight, and they just stopped and they were like, oh hey. I remember especially some sound bites. I, I remember one guy I'm like, oh, those costumes are awesome, you know, and I was like, okay, we're okay, we're okay. And then <laughs> I'm you sure said they were that, looking uh, at our buddy dressed up like Darth Maul, but still. yeah, who, he he did a fantastic <laughs> yeah. job on that costume. And and you said you said one girl was just like circling him like with her mouth open, like yeah, she it. like unbelievable, like like just in disbelief of how of how good he looked. I mean, she was just like. Like mouth open, cool. wide eyed, like circling him, just getting it all in, just taking it all in, and and mean, and and when you when you see a when you see someone like if you go to like a Dragon Con and you see a costume that blows your mind, and I've seen them, I've been to Dragon Con and I've seen costumes that were like, I can't believe I'm looking at this. Like how hard did you work at this costume? You know, it was it was like that. It was like just she was in awe. So we get in and we sit down. You know, somehow we got excellent seats. We were not jammed way up front. I think we just we got there super early. We didn't screw around, and and I'm still this way with Brooke. I'm like, we are getting there. If it's a big movie, if it was, you know, when it was Infinity War and Endgame, well, you know, these are big movies that came out when we were married. You know, when it was Force Awakens and stuff. I said we are getting there at least 45 minutes early. I'm not sitting up front. If I'm sitting up front, I'm going to go out and get a refund, or I'm going to attempt to get a refund. I mean, I am not sitting up front. We got great seats. We were like right there in the middle and a little towards the back. So it was like, you know, kind of like if anything, we were maybe a few rows from the very middle aisle. Uh, I was sitting in the row in front of you guys. We all we didn't sit all in the same row. You guys were behind us. Right. So Because you guys sat together. Yeah, in fact, together. like there were like three, there were three seats, and it was almost like this guy was like, "Please sit here," you know. <laughs> he, like, he like wanted us to sit, and we're like, "Okay." Yeah, it was like right in the middle, just perfect, because that's where I sit when I go to a movie. It's you know, not not too close up, not too right, not, not in the back. Here. Yeah, and I know that because you and I have many many movie adventures mm-hmm. that again I cherish. You know, so we watched the film and. We've talked about that. Please check out episode 31 of the Tape Store where we really break down and talk about episode one and what we loved about it, what we felt worked and didn't, and the good, the bad, and the ugly, and all those things. Let's go to movie's over. Movie is over. We file out. And I just remember, I really was blown away. I like, and I, I want to go back to that. That's that's what I like to go back to. You know, when 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 I really feel like I'm getting really critical of the film, I always want to go back to how did I feel when I walked out? Man, I felt great. Like you said, we were pumped. Now, then we get out into the courtyard, right? No, wait. Then we get out into the courtyard, and this is where I guess people decided that they wanted to continue their own Star Wars narrative, right, Jeff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is where we're like, you know, we really see. Some crazy stuff. We're walking out, and you can just hear the slapping of, like, plastic. Like, you know, because, look, these lightsabers, these toy lightsabers don't sound cool when you hit them together. (laughs) And everybody just is kind of looking in this one direction, and we just stop and look over. And what do we see, Jeff? Uh, If it's a story I think you're talking about, these these guys, and we were outside, right? We're outside, it's these two guys. Well, to set the stage, yeah, we're outside, we're in the courtyard, it's these two guys, they're both dressed in graduation gowns, they're graduation gown Jedis, Yeah. 
Like, they think they are Jedi. Like <laughs> The sound of the plastic that we were hearing was the sounds of these two guys in a toy lightsaber duel that was so intense that had they had real weapons or even solid sticks or anything, <laughs> they would have really been injuring each other. Probably, yeah. These guys were fighting as if like they were really like like something was going on and they were settling it. So yeah. we look over and I heard somebody say, "You see, this is why I didn't even want to come up here tonight." Like I heard some <laughs> guy say, "This is why I didn't want to come up opening night. I'd see this kind of stuff." Yeah. <laughs> and these and we are now I'm not dressed up, but I'm with the guys that dressed up the most. Right. And we're standing here watching these two dudes like, what do these guys do? <laughs> you would think you would think that people dressed up like like people in our group were would yeah. be doing that. So these guys are and then what happens, Dev? Well, I mean, it's it's almost like the the fight between like in, in like Princess Bride. I mean, like he's jumping up on like the the, the concrete like I don't know thing. There was, like there were benches. There were yeah, semi, big semicircular benches. benches. And the other guy, yeah, I mean, I mean that that's how intense this lightsaber fight is. I mean, they're on the ground, they're up on this concrete thing, and I guess one of the guys like loses his footing. Yeah, pe- yeah. People start giving them space. People had by this point had given them space. Yeah, and he because if you were anywhere near them, you were going to get hit. And yeah, and, and I think the guy just he's, he eats crap, like just falls. Like almost on his head, I believe, or something. Well, yeah, he well he was backpedaling. Yeah, the he was one dude kind of had him, and he didn't realize he walked straight into this concrete like like block that <laughs> that's for that's for sitting on, and yeah. he just hits it and flips straight backwards. Right, and like Jeff says, and I thought totally I thought this guy it. was like okay, call call an ambulance, <laughs> like, but it, he was okay. I think if I recall. no, he got up and tried to laugh it off, but yeah. Uh, eh, but you just hear this this roar of laughter. Yeah. You know, because you got to think. I mean, we had just gotten out. There's so many people out there, you know. One of these I days, just, I, we need to do a podcast of just movie theater experiences. Like the things that we have experienced from other people oh, in Lord. the theater. It's I can tell you some stories. stories. I can tell you some stories. Yeah. But anyway. No, I, I agree we should. But yeah, I mean, from the toys to... The poster and the trailer and the merchandise and and the and the ticket line, you know the experience and, and going to opening night. It, it just as a Star Wars fan, as I move on with my life, you know, I love that. You know, I love that experience and that I got to experience that, and I love that I got to experience it again when when seven, eight, and nine came out. Yeah, but yeah, it was just the beginning of a really cool time. I mean, say what you want about the prequels. And, you know, I don't want to go outside of episode one. You know, there's two and three, and I'm sure there's, we have plenty to say about those, but it was overall just a great experience. I, I enjoyed it and I loved it. And I'm, and just as good as the film was, again, the stories and going to Walmart after midnight to get the toys, you know, skipping work to get the tickets, you know, buying a bunch of tickets, even though we didn't know who we were buying tickets for. Just because, you know, we were making sure everybody had a ticket because it was like a once in a lifetime thing. It was like, if we don't get tickets to this, how are we going to move forward? How is life <laughs> going to continue? Right. And of course, the costumes and, and the experiences of opening night. It was just, you know, it was great. All right. Well, we have been going a while and it has been a blast. Jeff, loved having you on this week and last week. It's been absolutely fantastic. Well, thank you so much for inviting me. It's a, you know, I've always kind of wanted to do a podcast and especially with, you know, someone like you, my best buddy. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. I'd love to come back if you'll have me and, uh, you know. Absolutely. Yes. As I said last week, you and I have had many discussions. We've already have a, we already have a list of movies we want to have you on for, uh, as a guest co-host, but yes, this will not be the last time you see Jeff. He will be joining us again in the near future. And Brooke, we truly missed you tonight. Yeah, we if, did. Uh, yeah, it's just not the same without you. And uh, I love you, my dear wife, my beloved wife. <laughs> and I'm so happy that we get to do stuff like this together, have a lot of fun. And it's just not the same. I'm looking across and I'm seeing her empty chair. I've just noticed that. I've been looking at the screen. I've been looking at my notes. And I just looked up and saw her empty chair and uh, her microphone unattended. Very sad. But she'll be back next week. 
We're going to be back next week, guys. If you've been with us tonight with me and Jeff and have given some of your valuable time to listen to us reminisce about the culture of Star Wars and that that second big tidal wave of Episode One, you know, prequel greatness, uh, we appreciate it. We really do appreciate it. Here at the Tape Store, we just want you to know, for all of our listeners, your time is valued, and if you took any of that valued time and spent it listening, we just want you to know that you're so appreciated and again, we just hope that you got something out of it as well. We have loved Star Wars Month. I mean, it's been fun, right, dude? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've enjoyed your other podcast you did with Brooke, and I mean... Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's been a lot of fun. It's been really great. So we'll close the doors this week, and we will be back next week. Not quite sure what we're doing yet, actually. We've been having so much fun with Star Wars, we've not really thought about next week. But we will have something cool to talk about next week. And Jeff, we look forward to when you are back on again. And until then, though, tape store is officially closed. We will see you again very soon. This is Toby. And this is Jeff. And for Brooke as well, take care, guys. May the Force be with you, and see you next time.